0: Hi, I'm Neil Bergman. And I'm Hayley Bergman. Over the last 10 years, we've helped thousands of fitness professionals to get qualified, learn with simplicity, and coach clients with confidence.
1: We're the first to say that learning and being a FitPro doesn't have to be hard work, and that with the right structure, support, and resources, you can become a confident and knowledgeable fitness professional that is dedicated to more. So
0: how do you learn, qualify, and kickstart as a FitPro? This is the FitPro Sessions podcast with Parallel Coaching.
1: Today we're talking all about the principles of training. So as a quick recap, yesterday we talked about the components, components. of fitness or components yeah. of training. And today's revision by is all hyper-focused towards the principles of training. Yes,
0: yeah, so if you think about making a cake, yesterday was the ingredients of yes. the cake. So the components that make up us being fit individuals. Perfect,
1: so you must have these ingredients in order to be fit
0: yes and have a mixture of all of them whereas the principles we're going to do now is how you bake that cake what is the instructions that you follow by combining those ingredients so you basically can't crack the egg after it's been in the oven. Perfect.
1: (laughs) Like you have to do it in a certain order. And you need a certain amount of eggs in order for the cake to, and a certain amount of flour for the cake to rise. Certain temperature for the oven, exactly. And so this will come up in your level two fitness exam. Okay, and they're combined, a lot of them are combined now, anatomy and principles. From a principles perspective it comes up in your planning at level two all of your planning and case study at level three so beyond that it's all about planning this is all about planning and applying the principles to our planning and therefore ultimately dare i say this is how you get a client result so if you've seen you know fit pros online that are claiming or guaranteeing a particular result it's because they are very confident in their knowledge around yeah. the principles of training and
0: similarly those that get confused or stuck or lost it's because they've forgotten about these principles yes i think this
1: is going to be a golden one golden okay. so when it comes to a revision session this is where i want to start is i think so many so many people they put so much into a revision session it becomes overwhelming and therefore yeah. that's why i think a lot of people find it Uh, hard to retain and remember information. Now your brain can only really, from a short-term memory perspective, hold five plus or two, uh, plus or minus two bits of information. So we could say, well, we could really be hyper-focused on three. yeah okay all the way up to seven and so there's seven principles that we want to talk about today yeah no more than
0: that because the brain will kick one out
1: and at the end of this we want you to (laughs) kind of you know remember and retain as much as possible so the seven principles of training are specificity you're you're going to read them out go for it go for it so
0: specificity yeah progressive overload yeah adaptation Adaptability, Adaptability, (laughs) reversibility, individuality, recovery time, and plateau. And
1: plateau. And so those seven principles fit nicely into each one of those components we talked about yesterday. Yeah, they do. So specificity is all about the goals. So. If we link this to yesterday, the specificity within motor skills, the specificity or goal within doing someone's speed or power, yeah. is it specific to their goal to and be training that and be biased exactly. towards if that? Exactly. If they've got
0: a running goal, you wouldn't get them in the gym doing loads of bench press.
1: Yeah, completely. Because
0: it doesn't train what they need to
1: do for running. But that's not to say they're not meant to be in the gym. Doing, Still could do that. Doing, or doing other exercises. But is it all they do? Perfect. And then specificity towards their goal, being biased towards cardio... Being biased towards flexibility. If I have
0: a swimming goal, I want to either swim or do cardio but, or challenge my energy systems in the right specificity.
1: not um, ignoring all the other components exactly. of fitness. Yes. So specificity is it's got to have an element of specific focus towards the goal. So if yeah, the goal nice. is swimming, then swimming must come up within their weekly plan. Mm. If their goal is to go and do a long distance bike ride, or race then there has to be an element of road bike racing or road bike if goal, training.
0: If their goal is to increase speed then you want of their running then you need to do something that will increase their speed in their training.
1: Completely. Yeah, nice. Yes. Good. And the next one down is progressive <coughs> overload and I yeah. think this is so, so many of you've written a quote down here. I think this is a great place to... So many
0: people ask the question to me of like, is this the right program? Have I done my program right for my client? Is it right to give them this exercise? Should I be doing cardio? Should I be doing resistance? How All these little things. And actually, there is no right or wrong. Yes. There is only ever appropriate. And there is only ever good overload. Yes. So if you don't get to a good overload with your client... Then they're not going to make an adaptation. So we know we're overload. looking at the stress Perfect. that we put on yes. the body. So we put a stressor on the body. That could be the weight or the the weight of the exercise we're so doing. So resistance and load. The number of repetitions we're doing. Yeah. It could be the distance we're running. Either way, we stress
1: the body. we have got to have some kind of impact. So you could have different levels of overload. You could have um, light overload moderate overload complete overload you could have postural overload you could have complete technical failure and overload yeah and it's knowing that there's varying degrees of specific overload for a specific person i might not want to get uh, doris who's 85 to complete technical fatigue and overload well
0: actually then the risk becomes but, greater that she'll get injured rather than the benefit so of getting we might
1: it. look at light overload mm. versus you might have a client that's uh, I do
0: Training for a
1: one rep max. One rep max, in which case there might have to be times in their overall plan to have complete technical fatigue and overload and to postural get to overload.
0: that next point of their planning. Completely. So progressive
1: plan. overload is imagine a staircase, okay? Mm. And every, not necessarily every session, but every week, there must be a small step to the next stair. Mm. And each rise up onto the next step reflects or represents an increase in overload
0: aka progressive
1: aka progressive so if we were going to do a 12-week plan we've got 12 steps to get through so when you're looking at your case studies or you're looking with your clients right now qualified ask yourself am i progressing my client over time yes or no
0: this reminds me of when i first started working in a gym and i was a fitness instructor in the gym and as i was there i was like asking one of the guys that was working in the gym he'd stand there with his little program card and he was doing his lap pull down and he was started a conversation he said i don't understand my program doesn't seem to be getting any results now but it used to And I was like, okay, let me look at what you're doing. Everything looks good, like the exercises and your technique and everything. Uh, How How long (laughs) have you been doing this program for? Four years. I was like, oh, oh, okay, what exactly this program? And he went, yep, three times a week for four years. To start off with, I got really good results and I could really feel it, but now I can't feel it. And it turns out he hadn't progressed a weight, not a repetition, not an exercise, not training This is the last
1: principle, which is plateau, Ah, which we get to. So the next one after progressive overload is adaptability. So what we're looking at here is... Okay, <laughs> it flows in. It flows really nicely. Is again, looking at, at progressions, looking at regressions, but looking at alternatives as well. So how do I adapt the session or a particular exercise in order to bring about an anatomical and physiological adaptation? Okay, yeah. so. Don't, don't, don't confuse adaptation with adaptability, <laughs> Yes. you know, how do I adapt that session in order to get the same result, but in a different way?
0: Yes a bit like an improvise, adapt and overcome kind of yes. situation, you're yeah, literally like okay, well, like the lat pull downs busy, what can we do instead? Yes. There's that as well, that alternatives, the progressions, the regressions, the changes but you can you make. But then you could
1: say from a, a specificity perspective okay my client's doing lots of running which is lots of impact, mm. well I still want to train energy systems, could I put them on a sagittal exercise such as a spin bike or, or a, a cross, cross trainer, trainer, which limits the impact now through ankles knees and hips, but I challenge and adapt their energy systems i adapt their cardio respiratory and circulatory system Mm. so we can go a little bit deeper from our adaptability
0: nice and the next one's reversibility
1: which is i think the you know kind of nail on the head you know does what it says on the tin we are reversing what we've adapted to so this would be where someone's taken time out maybe injury um, lockdown yes you'd <laughs> be an element of reversibility wouldn't there because I haven't been in the gym lifting weights now for oh pe- on and off on and off for over a year almost a year yeah so there's an element of reversibility for my um balance coordination of moving on a bench your muscular and,
0: strength your muscular endurance your cardiovascular your ad- flexibility
1: adaptability outside of a gym
0: and as you've not done it, you start to lose the benefits. So yes. it's that use it or lose it phenomenon with the I think the key thing
1: here is that
0: it, it takes quite
1: some yes. time. It's
0: not, it's not overnight. No,
1: and I think, you know, a lot of, I think I get this question a lot, certainly now in a circle and, and, and direct messages to our page about uh, my client's injured or I'm injured and I'm out for a couple of weeks. I can't really get going for a three or four weeks um what can i do to not lose my cardio fitness yeah and i'm like well you're not
0: actually won't lose it in two weeks
1: no completely i remember when i um broke my arm quite a few years ago and i was i'm gonna say i was pretty fit at that time but i couldn't move my arm um i shattered my radial head and i couldn't really do any kind of fizz other than basic lower body um, on a on a spin bike but even then I couldn't go quick because of the impact of oh, the jolting move. it was excruciating and I was out of action for almost 16 to 18 weeks but my VO2 max barely shifted yeah and it didn't take very long at all to get back to where I was so it I does take time for reversibility I think
0: what most people are worried about is because we got a psychological addiction to the exercise oh, yeah, it hit, feels like if I'm gonna head. stop it then I'm going to lose everything that I've worked towards. So I've just got to carry on one way the or another. The biggest battles
1: are between the ears because you, you're effectively going cold turkey. Those, mm. those of you who've done, all, you know, you're going from everything to nothing you're going completely cold on it and
0: all the fears that you're going to lose everything you've worked towards inside from not training for a week it's not like that it takes a little bit longer
1: the next one down on the next principle so we've covered specificity progressive overload adaptability reversibility the next one is individuality and i think this one gets confused with specificity definitely
0: gets confused. so we said that
1: specificity was of the the specific nature towards a goal, goal. a hyper-focused outcome, yeah. whereas individuality is... Spe- is,
0: is, in, is individual to the individual. So yes. this is not necessarily about the goal, but the person that you've got standing in front of you that you're programming Okay, for. so
1: I could have two people. Let's call them Bob and Clive. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> you're going to love that. So Bob, they both want to do running, yeah. okay? And that's their specificity. So Bob might be able to go and do loads of running, Okay, specific, and that's individual to him. Yeah. And he loves running. But then you get Clive that also enjoys running, but he also enjoys spin and other things. Yes. Okay. He's got so different enjoyments. He's got different enjoyments. And I look at, so well, all all of those other exercises are in the sagittal plane. They're all going to develop his energy systems. They're all going to develop his heart and lungs. But I could work with him if I'm an individual and do less running, Mm. Okay, even though he has a running goal versus Bob, who has a huge running, uh, loves running and has a running goal. Yeah. But they both turn up to race day and they both compete against each other. But I want you to consider that Clive could still beat Bob, even though he, could. he did less running because it's, it's indiv- individual to him. And I think
0: that's the most important thing about think about individuality in relation to boot camps that you might have or Perfect. groups that yes. you've got. If you've got a group of 10 people going through a program that's eight weeks long, they've all got the same goal. That's great, you can give them all the same program essentially but they are all individuals, so how will you adapt that for yeah. each individual? Some might have a longer training Adaptability.
1: age. Adaptability, the kind of worms opens up.
0: Different somatotypes, different preferences. I remember on some of your boot camps, one of your clients would turn and go, I hate cardio. <laughs> yeah,
1: completely. But
0: they would be happy to do the training in other things. Yes. Exactly. And I think,
1: you know, you could have two people turn up. One person has a training age of 10 years. They've been training for 10 years, three times a week. Another person's been training for three years, once a week. They both have the same goal. They're both specific goal. They're both going to be after progressive overload. They've both got different (laughs) adaptabilities. They're going to reverse at different levels now. Reversibility. The guy that's been training three times a week for 10 years. He'll
0: hold it for longer. He'll hold
1: it for longer versus the guy that's been training once a week on and off for three years. And then the individuality is like, well, how do I then put a plan together based on... Their individual Work.
0: strengths, weaknesses, Perfect. preferences, posture. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Which links
1: so nicely. This is what I love about the it's instructions great, to the components of fitnesses because the next one's about recovery.
0: I get really excited about this. Is this oh, really sad? Geez. It is. I love it. Like it's so exciting because you, when it all fits together like this big jigsaw puzzle, and you're like, oh, I've learned all this about anatomy and all this about physiology, and now all you're comes getting, together. getting to see the
1: image. I love it. So recovery is all about what well, exactly that you know. Again, if we took for the person that's been training three times a week for 10 years versus the guy that's been training on and off once a week for three years, they're going to be need individuality, different levels of rest. Yeah. Um, versus, you know, if someone's going to do complete overload at say one or three RM, they're going to need an on, on say a squat day or a leg day. They're going to need a certain amount of rest time before they go back in and re-stimulate that muscle group yeah. versus the, the dude that's gone in and done a uh, spin class and then went, a day later, and went into body attack, and the next day, went and did a circuit, but never necessarily reached over, you know, complete overload. They mm. re- they reached light overload, which would be progressive overload.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it all falls in together.
1: We've got a wicked acronym we do. here for uh,
0: recovery time.
1: So recovery time. See recovery time as rest.
0: Mm. Okay.
1: So we've got an acronym known as Shreds. So yes. S- and these
0: all these things inside this acronym help you with recovery.
1: And this is yeah. more of a a, a holistic global approach of of resting so yep. shreds s h r e d s so you've got sleep you know you could do a sleep diary for your clients you yep. could see have a quality sleep hygiene
0: tips yeah sleep
1: hygiene tips you know what time do they go to bed do they have an evening routine do they what time do they wake up do they have a morning routine Is it dark? Is it completely dark? Do they have
0: technology before they go to bed? Do they drink lots of water before they go to bed, which means they are going to the toilet? Yes. Do they have really noisy kids screaming in in the middle of the night? What are the things that might affect it and how do you impact all areas of
1: sleep? The next one is hormones. So now we're looking at kind of the stress hormones of cortisol and insulin and just making sure that actually across the day, there's lots of different um, research Uh, papers behind this but we know that what we we don't want to be doing is is taking in high energy dense foods just before we go to sleep because that could influence our sleep
0: hormones are all about homeostasis oh you
1: nail on that. so essentially
0: we've got certain things that happen in our body we need these hormones for it because they take us to a certain thing and they always bring us back to homeostasis which is level and we just need to let our hormones do their thing and the
1: easiest way to do that is R of shreds which is rest and Mm. you know I think a lot of people don't Actively planning rest days for the. We said about being addicted, hey? Yes. (laughs) So, rest, you know, active recovery, full on rest is required in order to see an adaptation come through of the stress that's already been.
0: You don't have to train every day. And if you do train every day, then you can alternate between, say, cardio and resistance to get that
1: rest. Yeah, or just have a rest day. Yeah. Then you've got e, is eat. e and D of shreds is eat and drink. Like, what are we right. eating and drinking? Are we hitting our TDEE? Are there are things we-
0: that our system are oh, you? Ooh, are there things that really annoy <laughs> our system
1: <laughs> uh, completely?
0: Uh, things that annoy our system that um, cause inflammation? Are we putting toxins I put an in, like alcohol? On this one, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, things like alcohol yes. and stuff that will. Uh,
1: <laughs> She's gone now. And then the final one is for for shreds is S, which is which is stress, which is overall all of these things: sleep, hormones, the amount of rest, what we eat and what we drink, add up to an overall stress score. So how and are we? On and, our it, body. and the stress of homeschooling, the stress of working from home, the stress of our boss, the stress of our emails, stress our phone, up. the stress of exercise. Is the impact of overall recovery time so if someone's really stressed they're going to recover slower versus the other way around
0: exactly and then
1: the final one which what? you've already touched on is plateau
0: yeah and plateau to me links in with everything. Both, everything else but um, especially progressive overload and recovery time because if you have Gradual progressive overload, let's say for three weeks and then the fourth week you allow a slight recovery then you'll actually never get a forced plateau. It almost forces a plateau for that fourth week, which means that you can progress again straight after. Because if you just progress every single week, um, one getting harder every single week for 52 weeks, you'll get injured, you'll get ill, you'll get sick because your body goes i can't deal with this anymore it's too much i need to rest mm-hmm. and you'll hit a natural plateau overtraining which is overtraining
1: yeah. and um, we don't want to be like the guy so that ins- was in your your gym that you spoke to that yeah. been doing the same workout for 4 years which is a plateau you yeah. not once you've got past uh, the overall stress of that first response that dose response of the plan you're going to start to plateau from it so that's what progressive overload comes in
0: exactly
1: so we've had specificity progressive overload remember the staircase adaptability reversibility individuality recovery time and we had shreds which was sleep hormones rest eat drink stress and then the final one was plateau plateau pretty cool you right? know what
0: if you guys are creating a new a new, a notebook a um, notebook of yeah. all the things that we talk about in these episodes that is going to be one golden notebook do you know what
1: you could do as a fit pro you could have a whole shreds uh, video series and you could have that as an info product
0: yeah you can turn this into anything completely but this is
1: so going to help what we'd really like to know is inside the inner circle is to drop a a hashtag in and say hashtag principles and let us know your big takeaway from today i think i've really enjoyed today it's like as got you said well excited it's got the um in the structure the what did you call it the, it's like a jigsaw no no concept. about the, the yesterday was the, re- the ingredients oh so the cake the cake and yeah. today's all about the
0: like the uh the process the, the protocol process, that you the follow
1: protocol that's it wicked Method. let us know what your big takeaway has been and we we Will see you bright and breezy for day seven tomorrow, which yeah. is seven days in. I know, amazing. Cool. See, we'll see you tomorrow. then. Bye. Hi, I'm Neil Bergman.
0: And I'm Hayley Bergman. Over the last 10 years, we've helped thousands of fitness professionals to get qualified, learn with simplicity, and coach clients with confidence.
1: We're the first to say that learning and being a fit pro doesn't have to be hard work and that with the right structure, support and resources, you can become a confident and knowledgeable fitness professional that is dedicated to more. So
0: how do you learn, qualify and kickstart as a fit pro? This is the Fit Pro Sessions podcast with Parallel Coaching.